right. The, Good the evening, everybody. It's October 21st, 2021. Carrie. Yes. What were you saying? No, he asked me if I thought the FTB was was a bank. Uh, I'm sure they have some ways tied to it, but they're really not because they can't write loans. But but I th- uh, and the FTB is is um, is that stands for Franchise Tax Board. That's a state agency, and state agencies I don't think they they do have state banks, but you know it, you know you're I don't really know that much. But I will tell you this: insurance companies they can it would, if you pay. For an example, you buy a life insurance policy and you pay $42 for it and you die and you got $10 million payout. How do they do that and stay in business? Well, and pay commissions. Well, they're part of the bank. They just write a check. They don't have any money in their account. The money they collect, they give it to the bankers. And then so the bankers own the insurance companies too, see. So I hope that answers your question. Um, you can hit star two. I think no star oh, six me? on your phone. Me? <clears throat> Anybody that wants to talk, hit star six okay. on your phone and we'll call on you. Okay. Now, the the lady that asked us to do a quick overview, um I hopefully she's in front of a computer, she usually is. Um if she would, uh we we'll just touch on Yes. Janae, yeah. What we'll do is we'll 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 go over some stuff, but put in there if you will. Uh, Title 31, Section 3124, and, and that also has to do with the um, FTB, Franchise Tax Board. Now, what that says is stocks and obligations of the federal government are exempt from taxation by a state or a political subdivision of a state. Now, what makes that so unique is the definition, which is Title 18, Section 8. Well, that 18, Section 8, but Title 18 is crimes and criminal procedure. If you violate Title 18, what that does, that's a felony. So what we're starting to try to do is if we get the state, if we get the state to admit to anything, it's a felony, and what we'll end up doing is we'll end up putting them in jail. That's the reason why they won't admit anything. So what we're doing is we're asking the state a question, and then we and what we did is is just for those of you that don't don't remember, we me uh, here in Texas we went. I had a guy that went to the uh, um, property tax people saying he, he wanted to talk to him, and they let him bring in a video a recorder. What he did was he recorded the five minutes he was in there, and we, put, we got it on the Internet, so if you want to see it, you can see it. But basically what we asked him was the species that they're, what, what species are they using to, to, to do property tax? Well, he wouldn't answer us, so we sued him. To, yesterday, I met with him yesterday, and we got an answer from them. They answered our lawsuit, basically saying they deny. So they're denying anything. So what we did is we, we're, we're going to answer it. We're going to basically say, since you won't tell me, whatever, we, whatever species we bring, you have to accept it as payment. That's what, so now we've got them, over a, we got them between a rock and a hard spot. And the reason for it is they're not going to tell us to pay with, with, with money. And the reason is there's not any money. So they can't say Federal Reserve notes because that would be a felony and he'll go to prison. So now what we're going to do is, since they won't tell us, we're going to say we assume you want currency. And so what we're going to do, pesos are 1600 to 1. So his, his, his property taxes will cost him about $4 because they want about, oh, I don't know, five grand. Okay, five dollars, whatever it is. So what we're doing is we're change, we're doing it exactly the same, but we're just changing a couple of things on the form that we have. And what the form does is the form puts them in notice for for the lady that was here from Washington. If you would go online and put in their form, F O R M. She's here right now. I know. I know. Hear you. Okay, form 
Definition hold on, hold on, hold on, Black's Law Dictionary. Hold okay. on, Janae. Yep. Okay, there we okay. go. Okay, so, well, okay, well, hold on a, a second, Carrie. I'm not talking about property taxes. Okay, okay, but, uh, but well, you can show that to them. That would be one of the circulations that we'll do. Do you, do you need to know more about income taxes then? Correct. I would love for you to provide an That's overview. That's not a problem. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Okay, would you go in there and put in your put in your computer 1040 instructions and go to page 108 and we'll read and we'll let you read that and they'll see what we're doing. What we're doing is we're following the law and see where the where the courts are having so much trouble is the question that we always ask when we walk in, is this a court of law? They always say yes. So we're going to use the law here today and they always say yes. So then what we do is we bring the law out on them. So, Janae, when you get that, page 108, left column, third paragraph, would you read that? But read it slow so I can stop you and we can define what we're saying. I will. It says, our legal right to Stop. Hold on now. Hold on. Yep. Hold on now. Who, who's our? Our? I. That's a great question. How would you define our, Carrie? Well, the IRS, because they wrote the book. This is their instruction. So the I IRS is legal. I it the same way. Okay, so the, uh, let's read it that way. Go ahead. So the IRS's legal right to ask for information Stop is for just a second. Revenue. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Yes. So what's the opposite of legal? legal? Illegal. So my question to you is, I want to show you how powerful this is. If I ask you to go to the corner and pick up 45 pounds of cocaine, put it in your car and drive it somewhere else and deliver it, would you do that? I don't, I'm, again, I'm going to go back to the, it depends upon your definition of cocaine, but if your definition of cocaine is the thing that somebody snorts up their nose, which is a drug it that gets is. them high, I would not do that. Why? Because that would be against the law. Okay, that would be illegal. So Correct. If the IR, okay, so if the IRS tells you to do something that's not legal, that's what they're asking you to do. So now let's go ahead and pick up from there. Our legal, okay. the IRS is legal right. Go ahead. To ask for information is Internal Revenue Code, sections 601, 6011, and 6012A. Stop right there. Now, if they ask you a question outside of those three sections, what would it be? It would be illegal because their legal right to ask is based on only those three sections. Now, that's correct. So if they were to tell you that you didn't file a tax return because of 6901, that would be like telling you to go get 45 pounds of cocaine. That's how powerful this sentence is. Now, let's finish reading it. 6001, 6011, 6012, and their regulations. Yep. And okay. they say... Now, stop must, right there. Hold on. Okay. Stay right now. What does they... Who is they? I think it's those regulations. It's those... Absolutely. IRC codes. Okay, so 6001, 6011, and 6012A is their legal right. They say... Let's see what they say. They say you must file a return or statement... Stop right there. Hold on. So, yeah. Okay, hold on. So you must file what? Tell me what you must file. There's no options. A return or statement. Does it say 1040 there? It does not. So the question is, do you file a 1040? Well, I mean, I'm going to say my actual answer, which is no. However, let's pretend that I said yes. Okay, then I would say why. I would say because, because I thought that was what I had to do. Okay, now I want you to think of this. I'm going to tell you I thought cocaine was not illegal. Why well, won't you go get it? If you get pulled over by the cops, what would you do? Well, Kerry said it was. He said it wasn't illegal. See, there's no excuse. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. So you thought it was legal. Therefore, ignorance of the law. We're trying to make you unignorant. So ignorance of the law is no excuse. You have to file a return or statement. It does not say a 1040. So if you file a 1040, you're doing it on your own accord. 
Doesn't that make sense? It does make sense. Okay, so let's see what else it says. It says you must file a returner statement with us. Now, with us. Now. Yeah. yeah, with us. Now, here's the problem. Where does it tell you to mail it to? Well, I haven't, I don't see any mailing address. Okay, so they didn't say mail it, they say file it. Now we got, they got, see, now they got, so now they got a problem because the word file means take it, put it somewhere, and put a wire over it for safekeeping. So I file a, I file a statement every year. And guess where I put it? On your shelf? No, I put it in a box that's marked U.S. Okay. Doesn't that what it says? Well, it doesn't say U.S. It says you must file a return or statement. With? Oh, with us. Oh, I see. <laughs> so I have a box. I have a box and I wrote U.S. on it. Isn't that us? So I file it in us every year because it doesn't say mail it. So what happens is, see, because I'm so ignorant, and I, uh, when they ask me, well, why don't you file? I do. Where? With us. <laughs> so, see, in other words, I'm not telling you not to do anything. Do, do I file a 1040? No. Why? Because the IRS def, uh, um, uh, forbids me from filing a 1040. They forbid me. Really? Yeah. They say I must file a return. Well, they make a, a 1041. They make a they make a 1040 uh, NR. They make an OID. They make a 2291. They make a CT1. It doesn't say that. It says a return. Well, since they didn't tell me what return and there's too many, I can't make that decision. So I do a um, I do a um, statement and I, I write my statement. I date it at the top, write my statement, I sign it at the bottom, and I put it in us. That's what it tells me to do. Yep. Now, we got a problem, don't we? A little bit. So, so if I owe you money, who's got the problem, you or me? You do. No, I don't. Why do I have the problem? I owe you $500. Okay, I got a problem. I'll just see you six years from now. I ain't paying it. See, I don't have the problem. You do. Because you're saying that I'm the one that owes it. No, if I owe you money, I owe you money. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. I misunderstood it. Uh Got it. Yes. That's okay. Yep. Okay, so so you got a problem, right? Yep. Because you owe me 500 bucks and you're not going to pay it. That's correct. That's correct. So, uh, no, I'll pay it. But in order for me to pay it, this is what you have to do. You have to go back to that address, pick up my cocaine, and deliver it. I'll give you your $500. But that's illegal. Oh, well, I owe you $500. Do you want it? So now I owe the IRS money according to them. Okay, in order for me to pay you the money that you say I owe you, show me how you did my return. Tell me what return I must do and sign it under penalties of perjury. We're not going to do that. Oh, then I'm not going to pay the money. So now... I'm in the driver's seat. See, I never leave the driver's seat because um, I want to go where I want to go. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to force their hand. Does that make sense now? Yeah, it does. Okay. Ask your, your daughter. I'm going to give her a chance to make a half a million dollars. She has to pick the most. She can pick 30 or she can pick three. Whatever she picks, I take the other one. Whoever has the most gets the $500,000. Ask her which one she wants. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't understand your question, but I'm going to have her text okay. me if she wants the 30s or the 3s. There you go. Ask her if she wants the 30 or the 3, because if she picks the one that has the most, she will um, get the half a million dollars. If she picks the other one, then I get it. She picks the wrong. She has she responded to me one. that she wants the thirty. Great. We're playing poker. Three aces is three. Three tens are thirty. <laughs> she loses. Yes. See, here we go back. Return her statement. The problem we have now is she should have qualified it. Thirty what? Three what? By not knowing what it is, she's poking in the dark. By her poking in the dark, that's what happens. She just lost a half a million dollars. 
I just because she did not ask you your definition of what is thirty and what is three. There it is. So what happened okay. is I just I just beat her out of a half a million dollars, like the IRS does, because you file a ten forty. See, but but now if I pay nothing in and I file a statement, I don't have to pay nothing. Why? Because I don't. I mean, I mean, what am I going to do? I did what they said. So now I'm using the law. Well, you got to file. I can't because the IRS said I'm forbidden from it. They said I got. I must file a return or statement. I do the statement because I don't know what return to do. So I pay nothing in. I file a statement and I'm done for the year. I can I do my taxes well I have last year's statement already I just change the date print sign I'm done I can do my taxes in less than forty five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me ask you a question. Absolutely. Let's say like what they've done for me, right? They send me these awesome letters that said you have a seriously delinquent tax debt. Exactly. And we're not going to let you renew your passport because of your seriously delinquent tax debt. Okay. Now, the problem they're going to have there is, as you know, you and I are working with a a third party that's going to take care of all that. But in that case, case, what I would do is I would would dangle the rope in front of them or the hook in front of them. until they until they swallowed it, and then I would reel them in. See, there's other things you can do. The problem you had was you waited, I don't know, eight or nine years. Now you're behind. See, because you, what you did is you let them do your tax return for you. Correct. And, and Okay, see, and, and so what this is for is we can get everything cleaned up, caught up, fixed. Then you can see, then you can do this because they can't call you and say, well, you didn't file. Of course I did. Uh, you know, I did file, see? I filed a statement. And my statement right. signed, okay, and I signed it and I put it in us every year. In fact, sometimes I'll do three or four years in a row because that way I don't have to do nothing the next year. See, I'll do 21, <laughs> 22, and 23 then I go, because it's a, the statement's the same. Right. See, all I do is, all I do is ch- change the top. April 15th, 2021. April 15th, 2022. April 15th, 2023. And I just sign all of them, go up and us. I'm done. I'm done for three years. My, I got 45 seconds. I got three years taxes in advance. Okay, so here's my next question. Let's say Absolutely. I had, let's say I'd been filing the whole time, and I was all good. There was no problems, no letters, no nothing. And now, for the first time, I'm joining a call with Carrie, and I'm like, all wait right. a minute. He's right. It does say that exactly on the 1040 form on page 108. I don't know what to do with that information now. Now what am I supposed to do with this aha moment I have just had? Well, you have several things you can do. What, what we suggest you do is we, uh, we, we suggest you go to the tax court and get a tax court order. That tax court order will tell you that the IRS doesn't have jurisdiction. Now they've got a huge thing to get over. Now, if you want to keep yourself current, you, there's there's certain okay there there are certain um, um, schedules or or forms you can fill out, and by doing that, it's it freezes your. In other words, we can do you with the proper forms, give you a return that you won't owe anything. Let's just put it that way: you won't owe anything. If they took something from you, we can get that back for you. Now, the, 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 once you do that, then they'll call you and say, well, you, you filed the wrong form. Well, then you didn't tell me which form to file. See, again, now I'm back on the positive side. The biggest, right. problem that I'm, the biggest problem that I have, people call me and say, well, they called me and said what you're doing is full of crap. I understand. Why would they? So, in other words, instead of being on defense, I, I'm always on offense. So here's my question. What does a liar do? They tell, they do not tell the truth. Okay, they lie. So if a liar, okay, if a liar lies, is it a lie? I would say yes, it's a lie. Okay. So if a liar (laughs) tells you you're not doing something, you know what I tell them? Well, thank you for telling me that. 
So if you tell me to turn right, guess what I'm doing? I'm turning left. You can't do that. That's exactly what I'm going to do. If somebody tells me you can't go to the grocery store and buy a grape, you'll never guess what the, you'll never guess what I'm going to do right then. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to buy a grape. Say, huh? They said I couldn't, but I could. So they yelled, "They're liars!" Now I know they're liars. See? Right. And that's well. And okay. So and you helped go ahead. you helped me go through this. What you're talking about, right? This getting my right. court order from the U.S. tax court. And I want to just kind of walk through that a little bit. So my first response letter was from the commissioner of the IRS, his counsel, Lisa R. Jones, on May 16, 2019. Inside of here, she says the petitioner admits that she did not, that, sorry, we admit petitioner did not receive notices of determination for taxable years 2004 through 2000. 2018 inclusive, as no notices of determination were sent to petitioner for those years. Right here in writing, right from Lisa R. Jones, attorney for the uh, J- uh, Michael J. Desmond, who was then the chief counsel of the Inter- Internal Revenue Service. So right in their first response was, we admit that. She's right. She didn't get it because there aren't any to send her. So then... Okay. Of course, the U.S. tax court comes back and says, hey, petitioner, in answer to the respondent's answer from Michael Desmond, thank you for responses. Oh, sorry, that was my response to them. Um, Mm -hmm. The U.S. tax court then responds for the first time. And they say uh, that I, as the petitioner, are uh, alleging disagreement with deficiencies and or liabilities with respect to taxable years 2003 through 2018. No copy of any notices uh, of deficiency or determination were attached to the petition, nor were any other documents. Rather, the petition stated that petitioner had not received any such notices. Subsequently, respondent filed an answer to petition. Nonetheless, respondent failed to attach thereto any notice of deficiency or determination that would support jurisdiction of the filing of an answer nor did respondent otherwise explicitly address the jurisdictional status of this case or suggest that any motion or other steps would follow. And they ordered that on or before July 3rd, the respondent shall file either an appropriate jurisdictional motion or a report reflecting the basis or basis for the court's jurisdiction and attach thereto a copy of any supporting documentation. So then the IRS, the commissioner of the IRS comes back and hold on, it gets more fun. Uh huh. They again say, they again say, respondent has diligently searched his records and contacted IRS personnel in an attempt to determine whether a notice of determination concerning collection actions or a notice of deficiency was issued for petitioners taxable years 2008 through 13 inclusive. Based on said diligent search and based on a review of respondent's records kept in ordinary course of business, when respondent issues and mails a notice of determination concerning tax collection and notice of deficiency to a specific taxpayer, there is no record, information, or other evidence indicating that a notice of determination, again, concerning blah, 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 authorized by IRC section 6320 and 6330 or a notice of deficiency authorized by IRC 6212 was mailed to petitioner with respect to her taxable years 2003 through 18 within the applicable time frame or at least 30 or 90 days. So again, they're alleging there's no records. The IRS couldn't mm-hmm. prove that there were. So they, they don't exist. They didn't get sent. And so, again, the tax court comes back and says, ordered that honorable before July 26, respondent shall file a supplemental to the just reference motion to dismiss and shall address therein the relevance, if any, of Section 7345 IRC to the court's jurisdiction in the context of this case. And again, of course, the IRS commissioner uh, admitted that they didn't send anything and that the case should be dismissed for lack of jurisdiction. And it went back and forth a couple of different times. And I finally got my notice from the U.S. tax court that your case has been 
um, whatever, I can't remember exactly what it says, but um, that it's dismissed for lack of jurisdiction. I mean, I don't know how much more clear it could be. Like, the IRS clearly, like, in court, says they didn't do it. Real real quick, on the order, there there are several reasons why you could lack jurisdiction, but it's important that the order tell you why, because you did not receive a notice of deficiency or notice of determination. Did it say that? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Yes, hers hers did. Now, let me tell you what, yes, hers did. Now, what you can do is, is... when you got your letter about your passport, on the bottom of that should have a name. So what yes, you can do, go right ahead. Uh, let me pull that bad boy out. I have so many freaking things from them, but I have it very quickly. And, uh, while, you're looking for that, while you're looking for that, have, have your daughter text her to look up Title One, Section One, and read that, and get a get a mouthful there. That'll help her understand the, the, the backwardsness of all this. So, Karina, feel free to go look up Title One, Section One. So, it's interesting. The letter mm-hmm. that I got from. So, this is the second letter actually that I got from the passport agency. Hold on, because I appealed okay. it and they denied the appeal. Right, right. Now, why are you looking that up? Here's where, here's where, in my opinion, this isn't legal advice, but it says um, that you never received a notice of determination. Now, here's my question. I've been thinking about this. A determination is just that. We've determined that you're short. We've determined right. that you're short. Okay, so you never got a determination. You owe me a million dollars. So how do you owe a million dollars without a determination? There, now, that, in my opinion, there's your traction. You write it back and say, since I, never, since I never got a determination, then the million dollars that you say that I owe and all this, whatever it is, how, there's tons of money that I owe, that's fraud. It's free. Right. Okay, so I'm sorry, there frivolous. was a question from my there's a question from my family on what you meant for what title. I'm sorry. They, they want to be more clear on what they should be looking up. Title one, section one. That's the starting of everything. That's where everything starts. We've got 50 titles. Title one, section one, everything, every title is tethered to that statement that's there. Now, now, what you do is you write a letter back to them and say, since there's never been a notice of deficiency, as the court said and as the counsel said and as the, um, what's, uh, the um, uh, IRS commissioner said, your million dollars, whatever the amount is, 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 um, is um, um, frivolous. If you don't refix it, I'm going to go ahead and file uh, this as your notice to sue. See, now you can sue that person in court on the grounds that what they're doing is they're, they're outside of their legal right. Number one, because you, they, they never gave you a notice of determination. The determination would be, okay, uh, you're short 50 bucks. Well, if, if, how do I know I'm short 50 bucks if there's no determination? If you went to the grocery store, and you put a, a turkey on the store. They took the turkey, put it on the other end, and said five hundred dollars. Would you pay it? How could you pay it? Well, the turkey is only two dollars, five hundred dollars. We don't have a determination. So what they're doing is they're charging you for something, and that would be the amount of money they say you owe without a determination. So Correct. if you go to okay, so if you go to go to the Taxpayers Bill of Rights, which is um, 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 publication one of the of the Internal Revenue Service number three says you are only required to pay what you owe. So if there's no determination, you can't owe what they said. That's impossible. That's absolutely impossible. Why right. is that impossible? Okay, see, so what we have to do is we have to use their own letters and things and their own publications against them. So get the the Taxpayer's Bill of Rights, which is Publication 1. Number no, 3 says, okay, read, read number 3. The right to pay no more 
than the correct amount of tax. Okay, so they've already violated that because there's no determination. And they're saying you owe 100000 You might owe 500000 You might owe $2. In other words, without a determination, they violated Publication 1, Section 3. If you don't straighten it out and fix it, I'll see you in court. And, and so far, we've been real successful with that because, see, if you, if, if you take something that they – if your doctor tells you not to take it and you take it and it makes you sick, that's your fault. So what's happening is they're telling you you can't have a passport because you owe money, yet they never told you – they never made a determination. How do they know that – how do they know they don't owe you money? In other words, that so million dollars – I found that letter, right. my first letter, and it is uh, not signed at all, and it says Customer Service Department. Sincerely, Customer Service Department. Okay. The, and then okay, I then got that, my response letter to my appeal notice, which doesn't even, it's not even from anybody. It's just as a letter, and it doesn't even say sincerely. There's no nothing. It's just the one page, and it says you're, unfortunately, we can't review or appeal your seriously delinquent tax debt because only the Department of the Treasury's Internal Revenue Service can do so. Neither this passport agency nor the Department of State has information concerning your seriously delinquent tax okay. debt. You can contact the IRS at blah, blah, blah. Okay, now, what you're going to do is because they just, they now have just taken on the, the gauntlet. What you do now is write them back saying, well, you're saying that I have a delinquently that you're saying that I have a delinquent uh, a large delinquent tax debt. The court said I don't. The commissioner said I don't. You're saying I do. So I'll see you in court because you're violating. Yeah. You're violating the. See, it doesn't matter to me who, who whoever whoever bites me. They're going to get burned. I watched them. I was watching these, these super stuff. An electric eel was swimming in the water, and an alligator went up there and bit it. The alligator got 800 volts and it, it fried it. Well, that's what they're going to do when they bite me. I don't care that they bite me because when they do, I'm going to turn on everything that I have in my power to put on them because, first of all, there's no, there's no determination. So how do, you know, how do you know I'm seriously delinquent? How do you know they're not seriously delinquent? So here's the letter I would put together. You said I'm seriously delinquent because the IRS said, sorry, I went to court. The commissioner said I wasn't seriously delinquent because there's no de determination. So you can either give me my, my passport back or you're going to stand alone. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to sue you as the passport people on the grounds. You're, you're in contempt of court and you're violating publication uh, one. Okay. Yeah, and it's really interesting because then they also said, and by the way, we're not giving you back your application fees because those are non-refundable. So and we didn't do anything to asking. process your application. Right. And don't we're not okay, going don't, to. Don't, say, don't, don't, okay, I don't want them back because you took it I, and I paid for it. I, okay, now that I paid right. for it, you don't give them my money. Okay, now that means I got, if you don't send me my passport, guess what that is? That's that. I, so you add that what? So, so you add, there you go. See, add that to your lawsuit, and just file yeah. it with them, and just file it because it's really funny. Everything that I can't do when I file it in the courthouse comes to fruition. I was told I couldn't have a checking account without a social security number. When I filed the, when we filed a lawsuit against the bank for violating our First Amendment right of freedom of religion, guess what they did? I don't know. They gave us five of them. <laughs> <laughs> now, you wanted us to open up US 1 code section 1. What did you want me to read here? Words denoting yes, number, gender, okay, and now so I want, I want you, Okay, now I want you to read that. This is for your family so they can see, not filing a 1040, why it's, why it's not necessarily bad. Now, read the first page, or no, the first line, and then stop. Okay. In determining the meaning of any acts of Congress, unless the context indicates otherwise. Stop right there. So who wrote Title 26? The U.S. Congress. Okay. So Congress wrote it. So now anything that they say 
in Title 26 that uses the following words, this is what it means unless they tell you otherwise. Now read line two and then stop. Okay. Words importing the singular include and apply to several persons, parties, or things. What does singular mean? One. Read it again. Well, I'm sorry. In this context, singular means several. Ah, so singular means plural, tell, and plural is unless, singular. Un, okay, unless they tell you otherwise. So they're telling you, you must file a 1040. Oh, what does that mean? Well, a 1040 is a return. So they're not saying that. They're saying return unless they tell you otherwise. Now read the, sec read the next line. Words importing the plural include the singular. What does plural mean? More than one. Read it again. Words that import more than one include the one. So singular means plural and plural means singular. Up is down and Perfect. down is up. What the, unless yeah. they tell you otherwise. Now read the next one. This is the one that's just shocker. And then I'm going to explain it to you. Words importing the masculine gender include the feminine as well. Now, why can a little boy go in a girl's bathroom because he feels like he's a woman? We can't stop that. In other words, you can fight with your school all you want to, but the law says if a boy feels like a girl, he can go in there and go to the potty in the girl's bathroom. If a girl wants to take a shower in the boy's room, go ahead and do it. There's nothing you can do. Why? The law says male means woman and woman means male, or male means female and female means male. We're fighting a fight that we can't beat on the grounds. We, we don't understand where the tether's coming from. In other words, uh, who wrote the school? Who wrote the school district? Uh, who wrote the state laws? The legislature. What legislature? The state legislature. What's another name for state legislature? Congress. So Congress, yeah. Congress unless they tell you otherwise. Well, little boys can go in the little girls' room. Why? Because they're the same. You hear when they, you see them. Well, little boys are. They think they're little girls, so they're the same. You hear that in almost that verbatim. The law says they're the same. So, hmm, see? Now read the next one. Words used in the present tense include the future as well as the present. Okay, see, I'm only 14, but I'm going to go to the bathroom in the girls' bathroom. When? Now. When else? When I'm 70, I'm going to still go in the little girls' room. Why? Because it means the future. See, this, this whole thing we have to understand when you fight this stuff, if you're going to argue the argument, you argue the argument that you can get traction on. You cannot get traction on this, uh, on the other argument. Now, before you read the next one, I'm going to ask this question. Is, what's the supreme law of the land? Constitution. Absolutely not. The Constitution tells you it's not. Oh, well, I would say the sheriff, but... but no, the sheriff, me. no, he's... Okay, in the Constitution, it says no law can be written to abrogate, which means get rid of, contracts. So the supreme oh, law of the yeah. land is contracts. So right. what's another name for a statute? A contract. Ain't that something? So the statute is now the supreme law of the land only because we don't understand it. So the one thing nice about a statute, there's always a remedy. There is a remedy to all of this. The remedy is uh, uh, file a return or statement. You have to file a tax return. No, I don't. I have to file a statement. There's your remedy. There's a remedy built into every single statute. There's a remedy. That's what I'm trying to teach you. I'm not teaching you not to file. I'm showing you if you don't, there's a remedy for you. If you want to, do it. Why? There's a remedy right. for it. So the supreme law of the land is a contract. So we can't go there and say, well, you're not giving me my constitutional rights. Yes, they are. They are giving you your constitutional rights, but you don't understand that the contract that you're signed is, is taking you outside of the normal, uh, the normal writing of the Constitution. Because Title I, Section 1, men means women and women means uh, Man, uh, uh, singular means plural, and plural means singular. That is not normal. 
That is backwards. <laughs> but but see, so we're arguing. Uh, I want the, I want my constitutional rights. You've been having them since you you've had them for the last three months while you've been in court. Yeah, but 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 see, what we have to do is we have to understand that. So what I do when I have to go to court is I put the judge in a position he has to rule in my favor because if he doesn't, he lets me appeal. See, I, when I appeal, I don't appeal on the fact that he, his, he's got the bald head or no, he's got too much hair, he's too ugly, too handsome. I, I'm going to do it on the grounds. He violated the, my, my contract that I have with the state or the feds or the county. What do you mean? Well, he said I didn't file a 1040, and it says here that I have to file a return or statement. I filed a statement. Therefore, he's lying. Now he's going to have to defend the contract that he didn't even know he had because they don't understand it either. Does that make sense? I, I'm going to ask my family. Hey, family, does that make sense? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. <laughs> I know, but see, what we have to understand is, what we have to understand is, um, okay, all right, um, if I told you to go get me a piece, go get me a piece of wood, what would you, what would you go get? I would ask you what, what wood was, what do you mean by wood? Isn't that something? That's all we have to do. Well, I want a two by four, okay? Well, they make, they make pine, pine two by fours, and they also make oak two by fours. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, you should have asked. Yep. we got two more people with their hands raised. Not a, pro- not a problem. That's not a problem. Janae, uh, thank Janae, you for thank that. You. Janae. Okay, thank you. Thank you. No, no, thank you for that. Thank you for having your family here. We appreciate it. <laughs> okay, Giggles. Hey, darling and darling, how are you? Oh, well, oh, yeah. you don't want to know. You don't want to know. We don't have enough time. We <laughs> go. We gotta make it kind of quick. We gotta make it kind of quick, Mary. Okay. Um, I still I went to the post office and still couldn't figure out the uh, mystery okay. of what you said okay. last week about the okay. post office. When you okay, when you bought your stamps, how much tax did you pay on the stamps? Uh, zero. Ain't that something? That's what it says. You can't charge tax on Federal Reserve notes. If you buy a, a, a roll of tape at the post office and it's three ninety nine, you're going to pay three ninety nine, not four, no, not four twelve. Oh. oh, that's a that's a federal enclave. If you rob, if you if you go in with a gun and rob the post office, you'll never get out. Even though it's in the state, that's federal. So when you go to a federal enclave, such as a post office, there's no sales tax because if you read Title 31, Section 3124, it says, uh, uh, um, or 18, Section 8, it says at the very last one, and stamps. So where do you buy stamps? At the federal enclave. When you go into the post office and buy a roll of tape for $3.99, it's $3.99. <laughs> Oh. oh, so they're doing it proper. See, what's happening is we're so indoctrinated and so brainwashed. Well, if I buy a candy bar, I have to pay tax on it. No, you don't. Not if they're using Federal Reserve notes because it's not the tax that's illegal. It's the mechanism. So the question was, when I started this, I said, would you go get my 45 pounds of cocaine and bring it? No, it's illegal. So it's illegal to drive over there and pick up a bag that has 45 pounds in it? No, it's the cocaine. It's not the travel. It's not the bag. It's what's in it. If you have cocaine in your car and get pulled over, you go to jail. It's illegal. Taxes are not illegal. They can't use Federal Reserve notes to figure it. That's what Title 31, 3124 says. So on property taxes. Property taxes are figured on Federal Reserve notes. Therefore, the state can't charge property tax because of the mechanism they're using. Wow. Thank you so much. It's not the tax. See, the other problem that we have as as people, if, if in Texas, especially because I live here, 
Texas under Article 8, Section 1E says no ad valorem tax on any property in this state. So that means ad valorem taxes are illegal, yet they're charging ad valorem. Why? Because we have a, we have a homestead. We ask to have our home homesteaded. The reason we do that is so we can get a discount on our taxes. Our property taxes will be lower. How can they be lower than zero? Are they going to pay me to live here? So what you right. do is, remember, remember, okay, now remember, no law can be written to abrogate um, contracts. Your homestead exemption is a contract. I can send you the one from Texas, and when you read it, it says you are re- relinquishing your property from you to the state so we can give you a discount on the taxes. You become landlord, we become, I'm sorry, you become landlo- uh, tenant, we become tenant. landlord. So all they're doing is charging you a tax on their land that you gave them so you could save money. Yet, if you can take the homestead off of it, there's no longer that contract. That, well, they can't do that. Then what you do is you cancel it and send them a contract saying, um, I'm going back to Article 8, Section 1E of the Texas Constitution, where it says, send it to them. Well, what if they don't take it? It don't matter. It doesn't say you have to take it. If they don't take it, then I put in everything that I write. If you don't accept this by signing it, anything in it you disagree with, draw a line through it and change it. If you don't, this is what you agree on. So when I write, okay, like I said, when I write a letter, um, um, for an example, we have a lady, I have a lady that's a nurse. She's told she has to get the COVID shot or she can't work there. So we put a, we put a contract together. Basically, I'm just going to give you the rough draft of it. It says, will the, will, okay, will this COVID shot affect me? Blood clots in my brain, blood clots in my heart, blood clots in my legs, blood clots in my lungs. Will it make me sterile? Will it, will it um, kill me? Will it? And we list, I don't know, eight or ten things. And we put yes or no, and they and they they won't check them. So in other words, hmm, I'm going to assume by you not checking it, the answer is no. It won't affect it. So if I get any of the above, that means that the COVID did it. You write a check to my family for one hundred million dollars because I'm no longer there, and you lied, and that would be perjury. And they won't sign it. She's the only nurse at that hospital that did not get the COVID. Nice. Nice. So see, see, well, you can't do that again. In, in the in the Constitution, it says no law can be written to abrogate contracts. So contract law is the supreme law of the land. Because I could write a contract right now that says <coughs> I. Um, um, Hail Mary uh, I'm going to do business with Kerry and the Constitution is out the window and I'm totally against, I have to give him everything that I make he gets it all and if it's not enough for him he, I have to give him more and if you sign it guess what's going to happen well that's what we're doing so what right. I'm trying to show you is I'm trying to unwind the spool I'm trying to show you what to, how to unwind the spool go back to them and say to them, hmm, since you didn't sign my contract, here's what it means. That means that spool of wire, the spool of wire that you've got up there, since you didn't sign mine, that's all unwound. And until you sign it and you classify it or you clarify it, see? Now, the other problem that they have is, um, I don't know, how old were you when you got your Social Security number? Do you, do you remember? Oh, yeah, 16. Okay, 16. I, I'm selling my truck. I got a truck that's got 500,000 miles on it. I'm selling it to a 14-year-old. I wrote him this contract. If He has to pay me $2,000 down and pay me $1,000 a month. If he doesn't do it, his dad has to. And, uh, if he, and if he misses a payment, I get the truck back. He signed it. I signed it. I gave it to him. Tell me what's wrong with that picture. Uh, he's a minor, right? Oh, ain't that so? Didn't you get your Social Security number when you were a minor? Oh. Oh, all of a sudden now, I have a, I have a contract that I got when I was a baby. I wasn't old enough to sign it. So guess right. what? 
Because of the Constitution, it says I have a right to be involved in contracts. When I go to the bank, and I, when I go to the bank and ask the bank, I, huh, I have a, give me your Social Security number. Well, guess what? I don't have one. What do you mean you don't have one? Well, my religion says I can't have one, and they gave it to me when I was 12. I wasn't old enough to have one. They said, well, you can't have one. I filed a lawsuit against the bank for $100 million. Not only did I get one, I didn't just get one uh, uh, account without a social. They said, how many do you want? I said, I'll take three. I had them the next day. As soon as they were served, as soon as they were served, the reason for it is I have a right to contract. Well, the contract's not fair. The contract's not fair. Okay, huh? Mary, will are you in front of a computer? No. Carrie, we got a couple okay. more people who are waiting, and I do want to get off early. Uh, okay. Well, I'm not worried. We'll, we'll be okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Jan- Jan- Janae, would you look up if you would? The words, and I'm going to show you what I'm saying. Huh? She should still be here. Would you look up she, the words? Well, she might be, but she's no longer in the queue. So that's okay. She'll come back to the queue. Look up. Okay, somebody look up the word form definition Black's Law Dictionary. Now, I'm going to show you how this ties in. We have to be careful. Why? And 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 this is going to protect people from a lot of stuff. Go ahead. You got another guy in the queue? Get him up. We're ready. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Thanks, darling and darling. All right, all right. Okay, 503. Hi, Carrie. This is Ray in Oregon. Well, okay, Ray. How are you, sir? I'm doing really good. Uh, Great call tonight. I have something uh, I think uh, all of us will really, really find interesting. I'm going to give you a running start on this, how this all happened. In 19, uh, the 30th anniversary of Wade versus Roe, I was at the Minneapolis airport, and there was a dentist and other people going to Mexico for good Samaritan dental work. He left me with the Minneapolis Tribune, which was the 30th anniversary. When I read the first half of that Supreme Court ruling, it's all I needed to know. It was Dorothy and her friends standing in front of the wizard. Remember, he told him, you already had a heart. It says, and I quote, in this venue, that's a very important word because it's in the internal revenue service as an example. What are they revenuing? They're revenuing the user fee for using that Federal Reserve note, and they dress it up and drag to look like a tax. See how they do all this obfuscation? Absolutely. Anyway, in this instance, individual means man or woman. We also know in another venue it can mean artificial entity like a resident, taxpayer, yada, yada. And this time, unwarranted, the key is on our side of the door. We decide what's unwarranted, not they. Here's what it says, and I quote, We recognize the right of an individual to be free from unwarranted government intervention. Stop. They just told you we have no jurisdiction, but since you're here, we're going to pretend we do. You're going to believe that we do, and everything is going to be great for us. Sorry. Not the case. We decide what's unwarranted. If they never had jurisdiction in our mother's womb or protected us, when in the hell and how in the hell did they ever get it without our, our permission? End of story. Right. Okay, now. It doesn't need to go any further than that. No, That's it. it. They have no jurisdiction. You never gave it to them because that flag with the fringe around it is a maritime law, as we all know. And well, we, that only operates under our consent. If we don't consent, that's it. Okay, what happened was. I got a ticket for not having a driver's license. The judge asked me, when, when is your birthday? I told him, I don't know. He said, what do you mean you don't know? I want you to understand this. If you look it up in Black's Law Dictionary, you'll understand it. We created such a stink. We were on our way to the Supreme Court. They refused our case because if we would have won our case, and we would have, Roe v. Wade would have been overturned. Here's the really? question. Is birth date and born date the same thing? You have a birth certificate. So on my birth certificate, it reads, day you were born. If you look it up in Black's Law Dictionary, one of them says, um, um, let's see, it, how, does it, how is it worded? It says, um, uh, okay, it's one of them says it's it's oh man I forget exactly how it says it but they distinguish between the two 
if you look at your driver's license, it says birth date. Your birth date says in Black's Law Dictionary that is the, um, uh, the time of conception. Born is the event. So what happens is I don't have a birth date because my parents, it was plus or minus a little bit. So when I stood up there and I argued him, he took me in the back and said, go out the back door. So what happened was we challenged birth and born. Born is the event, and birth is the, is the uh, conception. So they made a difference. Roe v. Wade, if you read it, is, uh, the way it's worded, it's on the, the third trimester. That's the birth, not the born. So if we would have won that case, Roe v. Wade would have been shot because they're trying to say we can abort a baby uh, on the third trimester. Of what, the born? No, of the birth. So they distinguish in Roe v. Wade. So what happens is every time they ask me my birthday, I tell them I don't know. Do you have a birth certificate? No, I have a certificate of live birth. And then it looks right on there. And when I say it, it says right on mine, the day you were born. So my born date is, is a month, a day, and a year. When they asked me what my birthday was, I backed it up nine months. And they got me for lying to a cop. When I was done, I, when I was done in about two, two minutes, the judge saw where I was going. They ushered me out the backside of the courtroom. Because I was, because we were, we, I, I, had to, and I had the courtroom packed that day. We had about six or eight people in there that were watching it because it was the funniest thing. He said I lied to a cop. He asked me what my birth date was. So I told him my born date was X. I backed it up nine months. That's my birth date. This is what Black's Law Dictionary says. And when I read that to him, he said, Baylor, bring him to the office, bring him to my chambers. They stopped court, took me back there and said, you, bye. And the bailiff walked me out the back door of the court. So what you're saying, see, is we have to understand the language. The language is very clear. It's legal ease. One, Title I, Section 1, you're a man or a woman. You're the same. So if I want to go to the bathroom in a woman's bathroom, they can't stop me. Why? Because we're the same. We're not the same, for God's sake. See, your birth date and your born date, you may say, well, they're the same. They're not the same. The law says so. Read Roe v. Wade. See, you can have an abortion on the third trimester. Well, you're not born yet, so that's the birth date. See? So in other words, because I understood that, man, we had a argument going that was, it was hilarious. We had a blast that day. It was just funny. I hope that helped. I don't know if that did or not. All right. Thank you. All right. I have one more thing to that. I think you'll appreciate sure, sure. this. Um, now, I, this is not a cynical view I've taken on life. I said, let that woman rip that child out of her womb. We don't need these repro- people reproducing themselves. When that child gets back to God, he says, no, he doesn't say tough luck. He says, I got another planet on another far, far away galaxy that Satan doesn't even know about, and those parents are going to love you beyond your imagination. We all get another chance. Yep. Well, anyway, I'm just letting you know what I did. And, I, and this isn't rumor. I did it. And, and, and it was, the look on their face was, it was worth the, it was worth the price of admission. Anyways. Well, I, I'm glad I asked that question because you sure cleared up a lot of stuff for me. Thank you. Yes, but look yeah. it up in Black's Law Dictionary, birth and born. You'll see they make a distinction. And then there's a Supreme Court cases in there that you can go look up and you can follow it. And then if you look at Roe v. Wade, you can see how they did it. They picked one side of it. See, they didn't pick it. We think, well, it's, it's, the birth, it's on their birth date. No, it's not. It's not figured on the birth date. It's figured on the born date. I'm sorry, I said it backwards. It's on the birth date, not the born date. The born never gets in there. If you look at your driver's license, it says birth date. If you look at your um, passport, it says birth date. If you look at your marriage license, it says birth date, or whatever has it. It's always referring to the birth date because it starts nine months before you're born. Anyway, I don't know if that – anyways, next next question. All right. Uh, 517 area code. 
Go and ahead. Thank you for thank oh, you Hello. For hello. Uh, hello. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is Henry. Okay. I've got a question. Uh, I got a CP five hundred four final balance <laughs> due reminder, notice of intent to seize or levy your property or, or your rights to property. Good for you. And, Lucky dog, you. Yeah. If this is for civil penalties that they assessed on my 2012 tax return. Have you been to the tax court? On this, yes. That 2012, okay. that's, that's been through, run through the mill. Okay, what you do is take that 504 letter, get a copy of it, keep the copy so you know you did it, take the letter they sent you, take the envelope they sent it in, take your court order, put it all together, put it in an envelope and mail it back. You're done. And the reason for it is, see, they're giving you civil penalties on something they, again, let's go back to what it says. You never received a notice of deficiency or a oh, notice no, of determination. Kerry, no. I, I, I never did that. I got a, oh. I got a judgment against me in tax court. This is before I... Knew I got you. Did any of that? Well, well, then we need to go back and get that fixed. You can go back and fix that. Um, you know, you can go back and fix that. Go back and get out, get in, and get, go, go go get your um, court order saying that you didn't get something. Then that's what we use as our label. See, people ask me all the time. Well, do I need to do it? I'm, they're not after me. I would rather. I'd rather have. I would rather have ten jackets and not need them that need one and not have any. So my theory is go there and see what you can get. Maybe you can get it. But they're taking a long time now because because we have just hammered them, hammered them on it. Um, so I'm supposed to respond within 30 days or they're going to go. I think what they'll do is they'll probably try to take – they'll go to the Social Security and take 15% of my Social Security. No, they won't. No, they won't. They'll take about 70%. <laughs> well, last time they took 15 Okay, what you do, well, see, you don't have, that's why we go to the tax court. We go to the tax court so we can save this from happening. Um. So why don't, contact, why don't you contact me through the website? You have the right dot com. We can have a more right. lengthy discussion about it. Okay. And I'll the other th and the, hold on, hold on a minute. The other thing you might want to do is I have a ninety day letter that they said that they needed ninety days to ask them in December of twenty seventeen. What we can do is put you together a ninety day letter saying I'm I'm ready to get that to you, but I haven't found everything you need yet. Um, I need ninety more days. That will give us 90 days to get you to the tax court. Okay, I can I can set up a call with you guys. All That's right, fine. thank you. Hey, thank okay, you for that question. Thank you for being here. That's fine. Okay, final question for the evening. I have a feeling this might take a while, but we don't really have that much time. We're okay. We're good. Carrie, uh, smoking. Carrie, smoking, smoking baby, baby here. The, uh, oh, the franchise man. tax. Hold on a minute. Hold, hold on a second, okay? I got in trouble okay. yesterday. I got in trouble yesterday. Oh. I gave a cigarette to a baby. No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, life is so stressful, even the babies are smoking. Um, yeah, the, fran right. the franchise tax board received notice of my uh, of the determination from the from the tax court, and they're still see they seized one hundred forty dollars that I only kept in my Chase account. Um, and there's for years that were covered by that de final determination in tax court. They're still using uh, Chase Bank would not present the order, and they and they went ahead and seized 140 bucks. Okay, now let me tell you, you you want to get it back real quick? Sure. I use Chase. Okay, I use Chase Bank. Go to Chase Bank and share with them that you took my money. Why? They're going to say, well, the IRS told us. Let me see. Show me what they told you. They won't show it to you because they didn't. They did. They called them on the phone. See, I put them in such a bind. They said, "Well, they called us on the phone. And said my name is Johnny. I'm with the IRS. Take his money. You want to see what they gave you because you got this court order. 
If you don't show it to me, I'm suing you, and I'm going to get next next month's money too. When I sued them, I sued them. They they were going to they, they what they did is they put I put a check in my account. I'm a contractor, so I get very good sized checks from time to time. I put about a sixty thousand dollar check in there, um, and and Chase called me and said, "I just want your check." I said, "That's fine. Don't matter to me." I went back there and handed him my court order and said, "Now, when you give it to him, I will I will invoke this court order. You violated the court order, and uh, um, so have a hundred million dollars put aside for me." And I left before I got in my truck. My phone rang and and, and uh, Chase Bank said, "We decided not to take not not to freeze your account. You want to come back in and get it? You can." I went back in and got my money. Okay, they've, they've done it three times. They've done it. Th- they've done it three times. Would it be the district court or the court of claims? No. The suit. I, okay. Okay. What I would do is because the IRS is federal, the court order is federal. I I I filed mine in federal court against the bank. And see, the bank the bank has to follow state law. But but the nice thing is the IRS they're not going to tell you we don't work for the feds. That so I use that in my advantage. What I would do is I would write. I would first thing I would do is I'd make a notice and give it to to, to Chase Bank saying, "You said, uh, or see if they'll give it to you. You said the IRS said I want to see what they said. Well, they're going to say, well, we can't show that to you. Then I say, okay, here I went to court on that exact thing. The court and the commissioner and the attorney for the commissioner said, here it is, it's highlighted for you." So you have two options. Give me my money back or you're in contempt of court. Then when they don't give it back to you, have, your, have a notice ready and mail it to Chase. If you need it, I went to, what I did is I overnighted it to Chase Manhattan on uh, Wall Street, the, the world headquarters. The lady from there called me about an hour later and says, it's, go get it if you want it. Because, see, I'm not going after the IRS because the IRS, you, when you sue them, uh, who are you going to sue? Every single see. Well, we didn't know anything about it. They don't ever know anything about it. But Chase Bank knows all about it. So, so okay. that's what I did. What I did Thanks. was I went to Chase Manhattan and I filed the lawsuit against Chase, and they gave, they they unfroze my money. And to this day, that's been eight and a half, almost nine years ago. To this day. When I walk in there and I ask him, I need some cash. How much do you need? I need $10,215. They hand it to me, and I do not fill out that document. Great. I'll do that. Thanks. Hey, my pleasure. If you need me to help you, get a hold of me through Tad, or if you know how to get a hold of me, email me, and I'll help you with that. That's, I've already run through that a couple of times with Chase. I'll ask. send you an email. Thank you. Thank. Oh, no. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, that's it. So everybody, okay, um, before we go, before we go, the economy in Dallas is so bad right now. The mob had to lay off two judges. Go ahead. Wow, that's really bad. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so we have these for those of you that are new we have these calls every Thursday night you're welcome to come back and join us if you want tax court help or any other questions about this go to youhavetheright.com and send us a uh, um, email through the contact link and we'll get back to you and see what we can do so for tonight uh, thank you Carrie and thank you everybody for joining us good night and we will see you again next week Thank you.